Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. folks welcome to pickaxe and roll brought to you by superbook sports i'm your host ryan blackburn at nba blackburn on twitter part of the mile high sports podcast family and i am excited to talk about the events of today uh, both national and local as the denver nuggets hosted their rookie presser for today and i was very impressed with all three rookies just uh, my per- my perspective while being there didn't spend a whole bunch of time talking with each of them but uh, was able to to greet and meet a couple of them and and just be in the room for for how they were operating and and just see what Denver brought in and why they were so excited about this draft hall on Thursday night. Then second segment we're going to talk about big NBA rumors, Kyrie Irving, John Wall, what's going on with Kevin Durant, things like that. Uh, going to go into that, see how some of that stuff affects the Nuggets. Not going to be a massive podcast today, only doing two segments, but did want to dedicate some serious time to talking about the rookies. Uh, I was the first one there in the building today. It was just pretty funny. I got there at about uh, 11.30 or so and uh, sat down in the big meeting room that they have now established uh, because of the Stanley Cup and because of the media that was there for the Stanley Cup. And they kept it up for the Nuggets presser, and that was much better than being in the traditional media room. Uh, bigger space, lots of lots of ability to spread out, and uh, really nice, really nice setup that the Nuggets had. I thought they did a good job of presenting the rookies today. Uh, at twelve o'clock, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Ismael Kamigate, they all arrived. Uh, Brown and Watson, they came with their families, which was pretty cool. Uh, it looked like Kamigate was alone, which is too bad. I, I know that he's coming over from France, of course, and that. It's sort of difficult to uproot your family in situations like that, but it's too bad. He he sort of felt kind of just out of his element a little bit and uncomfortable a little bit, struggled a little bit of, with his English today, but that is okay. There's plenty of time for him to get better, and uh, he still seemed very genuine and very nice. Everything was really pleasant. I thought that just kind of top to bottom, this was a good event. It felt like a celebration more than just a press conference, more than anything like that. My initial thoughts on these guys, all of them, really nice, really genuine, of course. Uh, Kamigate tried his best on that front, but I was just really impressed with Christian Brown and the the answers that he delivered, as well as Peyton Watson. And we're going to talk about him a little bit. My, my perspective, of course, kind of like Bones Highland last year, changing the more I meet with these guys, the more I talk to these guys and, and just to see them in person. Uh, obviously, that changes when you talk about Bones. He is one in a million, as, as Brendan and I were talking about earlier in this presser, but it certainly felt like each of these guys brought something good to the table, personality-wise. 
They also all presented sort of a fairly unified front, which I, I used the following three words that came to mind in my piece at Mile High Sports. Defense, work, and culture. Uh, culture wasn't necessarily the biggest buzzword, but they were kind of dancing around that word, and I figured I'd plug it in. Defense and work, though, those were two words that were very consistent, as well as compete. They all know why they're here. They all know that the Nuggets are trying to compete for a championship right now. And every answer that they delivered was sort of delivered from that tone. And even though guys like Peyton Watson might be a little bit further away, Ismael Kamigate might not even be here this upcoming season. thought they all delivered some good answers. And I think Denver is getting some nice rookies. That's that's a good thing for sure. Christian Brown, exactly like I thought he would be. Well-spoken, respectful tone. Definitely seems like a yes sir, yes ma'am kind of guy. Uh, he came dressed in the white button down. And I, I can't remember the color of the tie. It might have been red. It might have been black. Uh, but but very classy, very, very classic look. But he does seem like he's going to be a killer on the court, especially as he gets older, more comfortable in the league, finds his place in the league. He definitely seems like a guy that is going to be picking some fights. I hope he gets into some fights during training camp. This team needs some edge. This team needs some dogs. Maybe don't do it in summer league practice, of course, but I do think that this team could absolutely use what he's bringing Brown said he got his toughness from his mother, who was in the crowd today. That's always fantastic. That's what you want to hear. Very close and connected to his family. And Denver is a family business. They are they are very much operating like a family-style organization. That was the ethos that Tim Connolly sort of established when he got here. And Michael Malone has continued it and, and helped grow it himself. And Nikola Jokic obviously helps cultivate that too. One of my favorite Brown quotes from today, just talking about Denver's kind of they're what they're where they're at right now. Quote, they're just in a spot where they're ready to win now. We've got a two-time MVP. We've got a lot of really good pieces around in Denver. So I'm just excited that we're in a spot where we can compete for a championship right away. That's really cool. He knows why he's here. And I hope that he approaches every moment of this offseason with that same confidence and that same kind of perspective. I want him to feel like he's preparing this summer, this fall, into the season for a playoff run. It's going to be tough, but he won a title with Kansas. He knows just how grueling and rigorous that could be. And I do think that he is a guy that can definitely share that perspective a little bit and is pretty well prepared for being able to deliver in some of those moments. So we'll see when he gets on the court. We'll see what he looks like, but I do think that he has the right perspective here. Now, Peyton Watson, very interesting, very charismatic. I thought he had some great answers and some great perspective. Um, I'm going to deliver three of the answers that he gave in his presser that I was just very impressed with. Um, Yeah, here we go on what he thinks the Nuggets saw in him, why they drafted him. Quote, Just my length, my athleticism, and the energy I bring to the game and to the court every time I step out. And also, I think the biggest thing is the culture fit, you know? I'm going I'm going to bring energy from day one. I'm going to represent the organization to the utmost. And we're never going to take a day off and waste a moment here. You like to hear that. 
you like to hear somebody that's always going to help establish the culture, that's buying in, that wants to get better and is kind of about that culture of work. That's sort of how the Nuggets are established too. Not just the family aspect of things, but they want guys that love the game of basketball. Sort of talked about that in my in my uh, piece today. That's just how the Nuggets wanted to build themselves. It's a Nikola Jokic trait. It's a Jamal Murray trait. It's a Bones Highland trait. He was in the gym every day throughout this season and continues to be in the gym. He was running some pro-ams, obviously, that, that went pretty viral last week. So I do think that Denver has another guy here in Peyton Watson. Maybe he can contribute to that culture. Here's a quote on what he likes most and what he kind of was tied to with the Nuggets. Quote, I would just say first and foremost for me, the player development. I mean, you guys have seen what they've done in the past years with the MVP of our league for the past two seasons. And that's something every player dreams about, being an MVP and improving their game and being credited for that. I'm a hard worker. I'm going to be working hard from day one, and I'm excited to get in here with the player developers and really take my game to the next level. Those are big words. Those are definitely big words. A big game for Peyton Watson here. Former, uh, He's a five-star recruit just last year. Obviously, he went to UCLA. It wasn't the best season of his. He showed some big weaknesses, didn't really fit in perfectly with what they asked of him to do. But he was defending his ass off, and he was a good teammate. Uh, all reports say as much. And it just seems to me like even though things were going like they weren't going well for him at the time, him being able to stick with that and stay true to himself and stay true to the team around him, even though he knew he was probably going to be there for one year, that's a big character thing. That's really, really cool. You've seen a lot of times where players just kind of go in and out of these programs, don't necessarily take it as seriously as they probably need to, just because they know they're only going to be there for one year, one and done. Now, I think you probably see it less now than you did before because people can see through that bullshit a lot of the time. But it is interesting that that's what stands out with them. He's going to be a worker, and he seems like a guy with good uh, authenticity. And then I thought he had the answer of the presser on what they hope to do in Summer League, this Nuggets group. Quote, the priority is to win more than anything. Just go out there, be cohesive as a team right away, get some wins under our belt. Obviously, we're all looking to work on different parts of our game and showcase what we can do, but the main goal is to win. And we just want to set the tone for the entire season, you know what I'm saying? We start winning now, we start building that chemistry now as a team, and really liking each other as humans. I think that'll carry on into the season. And it just shows that we're serious and ready to contribute. That's a big time quote. I, I Look, people can say all the quotes that they want. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to read too heavily into statements like that because like things will happen and, and the, the years will progress. And you could be the nicest player in the world. But if you don't deliver on the court, then maybe it's not worth it. So I do think that he has to deliver in that regard, but for everything else, and what he said there, I think is really key. Being on a team, being a part of an organization, you are with the players 
24-7. You're with the coaches 24-7, the executives 24-7. Everybody is around everybody. And something that Michael Malone uh, shared with us uh, at one of the recent uh, media sessions, he said, you just want to kind of be around people that you like, people are people that you enjoy. And that was, I think, in reference to Ryan Sander, or Ryan Saunders, excuse me, and that those guys have a great relationship there, and that they think that that's going to be successful. Peyton Watson, it sounds like he understands that these are players, and but they're also people, and you're, they're your friends, hopefully. These are the guys that you're bonding with. They're your brothers. It's kind of from the player capacity. You're going to be out there with them all the time. You're going to see them more than you see your family sometimes. And for him, it seems like he has that perspective, at least a healthy perspective, that he knows what those relationships mean. And that is a really emotionally intelligent statement and belief. I think that's really cool. And it makes me want to root for him. It, it just makes him seem like a really good dude. He's a good dude that wants to be great. Knows he has to work hard for it, of course, to get to that point. And look, I, I didn't understand... Uh, with all the movement on the draft night, I, th- I thought that Denver would be making a move with that pick when they didn't make a move. It sort of tied them in a corner, and they're going to have to figure out a way to kind of dig out of it with some of their other free agency transactions and trade transactions. But it does seem like like I, I fully understand why the Nuggets went this direction with him. Peyton Watson feels and sounds like a player worth betting on, and that's really cool. That is a really, really cool thing. Now, I'm not going to spend as much time on Ismael Kamigate. Uh, it's, it was a d- bit difficult to understand him. I had to listen to his quotes several, several times. Uh, but he just seems so damn genuine, just so damn nice. He referenced working hard, playing defense a million times, which obviously, like, if, if you're speaking a different language and you latch onto some of those buzzwords and that'll just kind of prop you through it. But if he's going to default to defense and working hard, that is most fine with me. Uh, I spoke to him a bit after. He seemed a tad bit overwhelmed, but that's just completely understandable. Uh, I don't. I know he's going to play in Summer League. There was a clip that went around, or not a clip, a, a picture that went around of Colin Gillespie in the Nuggets locker room where his nameplate and Kamigate's nameplate were over the top of Bryn Forbes and Valko Campazzo's former lockers. So maybe Kamigate is going to be here. Maybe that's some, Maybe they haven't made that decision yet fully. I, I trust Harrison. Like I trust Harrison Wind, who reported that, that he's going to be stashed overseas. But if he's not, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like, don't have him as your second center. Have him as your third center. And then develop him in the G League. See how it goes. Maybe get him some time and some reps here when you can. But it would probably be better for his development in general to stash him. Because it does sound like he's going to play with uh, French phenom Victor Wembanyama, and having those two on the court together, there is some, I think, there's some intrigue to Kamigate and how he plays next to another big man. I mentioned this before a couple times that he played with Kyle O'Quinn for this last year with Paris, and that it does seem like he can read the floor pretty well when it comes to playing with another big. So you get a mobile, long, athletic big man to play with Nikola Jokic. 
there is some logic to that. There is something to that. Denver doesn't have that flexibility right now. That would be a great thing for Denver to have in their back pocket. So we will see. We'll see if he develops that. And another, like Colin Gillespie, he was in the audience. Uh, I His family was with them. I introduced myself. They seem like nice people. Definitely in Pennsylvania family. They're there to support him, which is extremely dope. Uh, do think that he is going to be successful in Summer League. And I hope that he leads them to some victories. Would be very, very fun. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss those larger NBA rumors that are just going on. But first, summer is here and there's no better time to make your first bet with Superbook Sports. Along with its usual vast betting menu, Superbook already has a lineup for every pro football game this fall. Plus, when you make your first deposit on the Superbook app or sign up at Superbook.com, They will match 100% of your money up to $500. It's never too early to start thinking about football at Superbook Sports. Place your bet and start winning today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Back, pickaxe, and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support. As always, a rating, review, subscription would go very far for me. So if you have the time and if you're interested in supporting me, that is the best possible way to do it. All right, let's talk about these free agency rumors, these trade rumors that seem to be popping up. I'm, I'm not going to cite who listed what because I just think it's it is very difficult to keep track of some of those things, and, and a lot of the reporters get the same thing, So, and some of them just get it five minutes later, so it is what it is there. First big thing, first big piece of news that dropped today, Kyrie Irving, after making a pretty big stink about it, potentially threatening to opt out, he, uh, he reportedly is going to be opting into the final year of his contract to stay, stay with the Nets. He signed an initial four-year deal three years ago, and he did have this player option that he could exercise, and now it looks like he is uh, he's going to exercise it and stay with the team. I got to be honest. If I were the Brooklyn Nets, I would trade him and I would trade Kevin Durant. And the reason for that is it's just too, vo- it's too volatile right now. Ben Simmons... You have no idea what you're working with with him. Maybe the right thing is to trade him as well, but you have to see him play on the floor in order for him to have some semblance of value, I'd, I'd have to imagine. But if you're the Nets, you've gone through hell each of these last two years with the tr- with the James Harden trade, James Harden trade version two. Uh, you have the COVID stuff with Kyrie Irving that he has just sort of danced around for his entire tenure with the Nets. And now at this point, Kevin Durant, it's rumored that he's looking around for options. Now, Kevin Durant, I guess, denied that and uh, he he hadn't 
been involved with anything at all and just was kind of going about his day. But I'm going to trust the the larger reporting on that and say, look, he is probably looking to find something else because I can't imagine he's super happy right now. James Harden walks out on him. Kyrie Irving doesn't show up to work at all. And when he does, they got swept by the Boston Celtics for nothing. Imagine if the Nuggets got swept, but they had Jamal Murray and didn't have Michael Porter. It would feel even worse than them losing in five games against the NBA champs without both of those guys. They never had Murray or Porter. The Nets, they at least had Kyrie. And Kyrie did not show up in the way that he needed to in that series to sort of uh, kind of help prop up the the bludgeoning that Kevin Durant was taking. He was being guarded by as many as three players at a time by that incredible Boston Celtics defense. If I were him, I would look for other options with some more stability where he could have a realistic chance to win a title. I don't think that he has a realistic chance to win a title with the Nets because I just don't trust their second and third guys. That's too bad. Like you, you would want him, like given that all that he's gone through with the torn Achilles, uh, the way that things ended with the Golden State Warriors, how they have risen from the ashes. Kevin Durant at one point looked like the best player in the NBA, but things go things go pretty quickly. And he doesn't have all of the time in the world. They've got to find ways to do it now. So I wouldn't I would just watch out for that still. Maybe he'll maybe he'll stick around. Maybe they'll stick it out with Kyrie Irving for one more year. It's also possible that Kyrie Irving opted into his deal to make it a little bit easier to facilitate a trade where it's just kind of an expiring salary. Now I'm not sure the Lakers are going to be able to trade Russell Westbrook for that. Not sure uh, the Miami Heat are going to be able to trade Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero for that. Maybe they are. But you never know. The NBA is a weird place. I've kind of moved on from this Sega because it's just not that interesting anymore. And Kyrie Irving, he just commands so much attention. Most of it, frankly, just isn't deserved. Another rumor that prop, that kind of cropped up and has been circulating around NBA Twitter and kind of the the reporting universe here. DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs, he was thrust around in trade rumors at various points, and and there was stuff going on before and during the draft. Obviously, he didn't get traded then. Neither did John Collins. And then it came out sort of after that, that it's possible that those guys could be moved for each other. And now, one of the reports that we saw kind of crop up was that it might not even be John Collins that's going out. It might be Danilo Gallinari and some draft equity and some some uh, picks into the future and things like that. Now, that report, I think, came from the Atlanta side of things because the Spurs probably would not accept a Danilo Gallinari plus three first-round picks package because that would be stupid. But it isn't that far off, and I do think that there might be a deal to be struck between those two teams. DeJounte Murray makes some sense next to Trey Young. You need another creator. You need somebody that can stagger with the second unit a little bit, can create for others at a reasonably high level. And DeJounte Murray can also 
sort of do a lot on the defensive end for that team as well. I'd be very interested to see what Atlanta does, especially if they are able to keep John Collins and Clint Capella and just kind of build a team that also has DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan Bogdanovich and Kevin Herter and guys like that. It would be a really good team. And so just want to monitor that and what Atlanta does because they were so disappointing this last year. Does feel like they're in need of a shakeup. Bradley Beal probably getting the bag this summer too. Just sort of seems like they're they, uh, the Wizards and Beal are circling towards that five-year $250 million Supermax. Whether he gets the full thing, I'm not sure. But it does seem like he wants to be back and he wants to get paid. Now, if he opts out of that or like says after kind of one year into his deal, I want to be traded, that would be dumb. But it's also within the realm of possibility. He's in his age 30 season, I'm pretty sure, and he's getting up there in years. This last year was not a good one for him. So I wonder if he's even worth that amount of money. He probably isn't. He didn't make the All-Star team this last year. So it's a tough place where the Wizards are. Not surprised that they drafted Johnny Davis. It does sort of seem like they still want to be competitive though, which means re-signing him, which means trading for a point guard of sorts. They don't have one on their roster right now. Like Kentavious Caldwell-Pope was playing some at point guard for uh, the end of the year. And then they also had Ish Smith and Raul Neto. Both of those guys are fine as backups, but as starters, that's not great. So maybe it's Malcolm Brogdon that goes there. Maybe it's 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 not going to be John Wall anymore. We'll talk about him next, but uh, maybe it's going to be somebody else. Maybe it's Kemba Walker at some point, or maybe it's Monte Morris. I've, I've long kind of thought that this was a Monte Morris destination and Wes Unsell Jr., previous coach of Monte Morris, assistant coach. And that sort of seems like a match that's pretty strong, where he'd be a pretty steady point guard for them to rely upon. Not necessarily the score that they're going to need as like a secondary option, but they would be hoping that Kyle Kuzma and Rui Hachimura and other guys could develop into that anyway. Maybe Johnny Davis could develop into that. So I am very interested to see what they do. Well, let me just read a quick tweet from Mark Stein real quick. Mavericks 10.9 million trade exception created last summer expires at 11.59. Unlikely to use the TPE. Okay, that's uh, that is what it is. That's the Mavericks just being cheap. Um, okay, John Wall. He just got a buyout from the Houston Rockets. I think he gave back about six and a half million of his. million expiring contract. And now it looks like he's going to go to the Clippers for the tax MLE. Objectively, that's a pretty good fit. There are very few teams that need a point guard like John Wall, at least right now, kind of in in a significant role. And the Clippers could be one of them. They only have Reggie Jackson as a true point guard. They, like the Boston Celtics, are one of those teams that just goes, uh, we we want Kawhi Leonard to handle the ball. We want Paul George to handle the ball. Nicholas Batum, Terrence Mann. We want our best players, our most dynamic scorers, to have the ball in their hands. That's not always the best option. And Reggie Jackson, by himself, is kind of the only point guard there. That doesn't really make sense. 
I also thought that this could be a Monte Morris destination, but John Wall, higher ceiling than Monte Morris, not necessarily better right now, but it is a good bet for them to make. The thing, though, that they probably lose in this case, unless they kind of do some salary cap shenanigans and make some promises down the line, they're probably losing Isaiah Hartenstein, which, I mean, that would be good for Denver. Hartenstein wasn't going to stop Nikola Jokic by any means. But if the Clippers and the Nuggets met up with each other in the playoffs, the margin of error for Denver would be very small. Jokic would probably win his minutes in that series, I think. But in the minutes that he didn't play, Hartenstein is a great, great player for any team to really kind of rely upon as a bench big. And they also have Nicholas Batum who plays a pretty strong backup center role, kind of a small ball center role, very versatile, very good. And so they would win the minutes without Nikola Jokic on the floor. So losing Isaiah Hartenstein would be bad for them. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Nuggets fans should probably be hoping that they do. Jalen Brunson getting $100 million, probably, probably, from either the Knicks or the Mavericks. I'm not sure which one's going to do it. I'm not sure which one he would prefer. Rick Brunson, Jalen Brunson's father, is now employed by the New York Knicks, and Leon Rose was his former agent before uh, Rose kind of became a member of the Knicks front office. There have been longtime connections between Brunson and the Knicks, and it's not surprising that they're going to try to shell out some money and steal him from the Mavericks. Now, he's in a good situation with the Mavericks. I wouldn't be so willing to leave that situation, because while he may want to be the lead dog, while he may want to be the top dude, Luka Doncic takes off so much pressure from his shoulders. Imagine what he would face in New York. R.J. Barrett is good. He's not great. And teams would very, very easily be justified in putting their best perimeter defender every single time on Jalen Brunson. He would be the head of the snake. If you cut off the head of the snake, usually you're pretty good in uh, your winning chances. The head of the snake with, with Dallas is Luka. He is getting all of the attention, every single little bit. And when Luka sits, that's when Jalen Brunson has his time to shine. So in those playoff minutes where Luca finally goes to the bench, their best perimeter defender on the opposing team often gets a breather. So Jalen Brunson is in a great position where he gets to feast on lesser competition. So Nuggets fans should definitely be rooting for Brunson going to the Knicks, I think. It might be better for the Mavericks long term if Brunson goes to the Knicks because it doesn't lock him down to a 25 plus million dollar salary. Because he's not an all-star caliber point guard. He's not Jamal Murray. Uh, and he might be Michael Porter Jr. in terms of talent. and in ter- Not talent, but in terms of actual level. But there's just levels to this thing. If Jalen Brunson is your second best player, you're probably not going there very far. I do think that they kind of got lucky in getting to the Western Conference Finals. Where they faced a really trash Utah team. And then Phoenix just kind of self-combusted. They, they did not treat themselves very well in Phoenix. And so if you're Brunson, you're going to get a big contract no matter what. 
But if you're the Mavs, might not be the worst thing in the world to let him go. You are going to get worse in the short term, that's for sure. You can't really replace him. It's going to be very tough to do so. But I do think that Nuggets fans should be rooting for the Mavs to get weaker in the short term because it would help Denver in the short term. And then finally, uh, there are probably some other things, but Rudy Gobert rumors, they've gone kind of radio silent. It was kind of posited that the match between Chicago and Gobert made the most sense for both teams, where Nikola Vucevic is the primary center that goes back. He kind of helps Utah sort of maintain their flexibility. They probably get worse on the defensive end, but they probably stay pretty good on the offensive end with the spacing that they have. And then there would be some other stuff that would go with Vucevic to Utah. It is a short-term move, though, and it's probably not in the Utah Jazz's best interest to accept a deal like that unless it included somebody like Patrick Williams or uh, even like Ayo Desumu or Dale and Terry. They can't really trade Terry now. Uh, but Ayo Desumu would make a lot of sense being paired with a guy like Donovan Mitchell long term. I'm not sure if the Bulls are going to be willing to do that, but if they are interested in the upgrade defensively that they would get from Gobert, then it does seem like a prudent move to add him to their team. Now, maybe they want to hold off on acquiring, on, on dealing Patrick Williams. They still have. DeMar. They still have Zach Levine for now. We'll see what he does in free agency. They still have Lonzo Ball, though he's been injured. Alex Caruso, still have him. They have a really solid team if they kind of lock down that center position. Vucevic was a really big disappointment this year, and he needs to recover in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he could do that better in Utah. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is just kind of the aging curve for him, but I do think that Denver they would benefit if Rudy Gobert was out of the division. I don't think it's like a big deal if he stays because I think the Denver at their ceiling is just going to be better than a team like that or than a team like Utah. But if you're trying to make things easy, if you're trying to make things go well so that you have a 58 win season or a 60 win season or something like that, you don't necessarily have to stress about each individual game. You want to make those individual matchups as easy as you can. So I think Rudy Gobert going to Chicago sounds great. Let's make it happen. All right. And that's pretty much all I have here. Uh, I'm not going to do another podcast tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to do a spaces. And we're going to do that on Twitter. We're going to talk and take some questions, talk to people about what's going on around the NBA, what I think the Nuggets are going to do. Should be a lot of fun. But for now, that is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support, as always. If you are interested in hearing about free agency and trade targets for the Nuggets, or in reading on the presser that happened today with the rookies, I wrote two pieces on milehighsports.com. Make sure to go check those out. 25 free agency and trade targets and a thousand words or so on the rookies and what they said today. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.